Good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. Good evening. It is an evening now, right? Like now at the time of recording, it is gonna it is almost always pure dark here. Whereas it is bright. I mean, the sun hit and I've got these I'm in a loft, right? So you can mm-hmm. see the light coming in. And basically one wall is French doors. It's just all glass, so, right? Yeah. Yeah. My my eyes pop open around 645 and I'm like, what? No matter what, come hell or high water. Yeah. But also, I'm way further north than you are. Like in winter here, it would have gotten dark before five o'clock here today. Ass. Like it's 525. Ass. It's pitch. It looks like it's midnight outside right now. Wow. That's I like that. Bueno. The other thing, though, no. is, that, is that. But then in June, it's still brought out at like 10, 1015. I'll take that. I don't mind that. It averages out the same. Um, what I want to talk to you about today, Mashi, is feedback. And the quote I chose was, feedback is the breakfast of champions. And I, I've got a lot of feedback from you. I think you've gotten a lot of feedback from me over the years. And I want to talk to you a little bit about um, how to give good feedback and more, almost more importantly, how to receive good feedback, if that makes sense. Right? Yeah. yeah. And the distinction between critique and ridicule, you know? Whether something can, whether criticism, because criticism can be constructive and destructive. And, you know, you've spent a lot of your life as a manager, and I've seen you at a lot of events give both kinds of that kind of feedback. And um, I think you're the person in my life that I know that has probably the most experience with having those difficult conversations. So I'd love to get your take on the idea that feedback sort of feeds the soul in that way. Yeah. um, You got to know your audience, I think. Uh, the one difficult, you said, you mentioned difficult conversations. This isn't a feedback conversation, but, you know, termination conversations, you don't need to know your audience. It's well, that, that, really that has a definitive end. It, it, does, it doesn't yeah. really matter so much what route you take. You're always, you're getting to the same destination, yeah. right? And so um, I think one thing that's really important as a manager and a leader, and the reason I wanted to start with the end with the termination is that is not an opportunity for feedback. No. Do not give feedback do not say oh well you know you did this or you you know this no you're giving a brutal message here it's not the time for you to speak it's the time for you to listen i believe and well, the other person feedback. is not going to be in a like i mentioned this the other person is not going to be in a position to hear that even nope. if they're even if your feedback is constructive and useful and based in fact and everything it's just not the time um and i think that's a big thing because i think sometimes managers, owners, leaders want to try to explain the situation. And I do mm-hmm. think that's massively damaging. Both well, le- if you, from, legally, it definitely is. <laughs> right. California employment law is a whole other kettle of fish. I understand. Yeah. But if you get um if you get any kind of adverse result, the natural question is why? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. You know, or a lot of the time is can I change this? And I've seen you have a couple of these conversations. And often the first thing is this decision is made. It wasn't even necessarily made by me and it is not changing no matter what. So mm-hmm. I just want you to you know contextualize things like that. But I'm talking more about um, someone on your team is is making the same kind of mistake over and over again, or is repeatedly exhibiting, you know, a behavior or an attitude that you think isn't conducive to success in some way, or maybe has a personality clash with somebody else on the team. And giving those kinds of pieces of feedback is much trickier because there's not a definitive end to that conversation, right? That could go a lot of different right. ways. So yeah, I I wanted to start with termination because I think some people that's a, that, that's, that's almost an easy one in a weird way though, right? Don't do it, right? Yeah, exactly. Be definitive, um, and and get in, make make your message, but don't give feedback. Every other opportunity, I mean, from the moment of an interview, I've I've I've, I've given feedback during interviews. You know, Dennis, I just gotta say I do I do a lot of interviews. 
Um, we got a lot of interviews coming. We'll make a decision in a week or two. You're an excellent interviewer. I mm -hmm. love the way you talked about this, or I love the way you said this. I love the way you said that. You've got a great presence. Uh, and, you know, if you don't join our team here, I want to wish you great luck. But I just want you to know, no matter what, you're a great interviewer. Like I've given that feedback in interviews. So I think it's important. And I think whenever you're in an opportunity, whether it's a power dynamic or just a role dynamic to give feedback, you feel comfortable doing it and you're going to be constructive with it. I think it's a good thing. Um, being critical, not always right. Praise, I think is always a good thing. Listening is the most important part of feedback. Before you want to give someone feedback, you must be actively listening to them. And by the way, if you're, you know, listening is one of the key forms of engagement with your team. If you're not already doing that actively and on a regular basis, you're in no position to give feedback. You just aren't. So before you can even approach this idea of how do I give feedback or, um, you know, how do I deliver this message or what kind of feedback do I want to give? You have to have been listening and engaging the whole time. Otherwise, you just don't have any relevant feedback. Unless your feedback is, uh, we were supposed to sell 50. We only sold 30. Well, why what is happened? that? Yeah. That's not fucking feedback. We um, had, um, I had this discussion in the office of the day. We were talking about, um, set, uh, you know, how, how do you as a manager foster, you know, an added, a positive attitude or maybe not necessarily positive, but at least a receptive attitude towards feedback within your team. And the best thing that I can think of doing is by setting an example. Uh, and you mentioned, and that's kind of what you alluded to when you said being a person who listens a lot. If you can show people that you work with, and they don't necessarily need to be people who report to you, even, you know, peers or people above you, that you are open to feedback, you're open to changing, that you're open, you know, it's a safe space to share these kind of conversations, all that kind of thing. That sort of attitude does filter down and does trickle down. And it almost pre-softens the blow for any, you know, difficult or stern feedback mm -hmm. discussions you have to have further down the line. If you show that, um, because it's very tempting to receive feedback and get defensive, you know, put up a wall and go, oh, make excuses and, you know, try to try get into this whole thing. If I didn't do that or I couldn't this or, well, I know that failed. We only sold 30 because of X, Y, and Z outside of my control. If you demonstrate that it's okay to take ownership for mistakes, even if it's not 100% ownership, then that will filter out through your team. It's completely. And I think, you know, there have been many times where the other, the other thing that I've done is, and I think this is true of any leader, is like you just got to take ownership even if it's a failure for someone else on your team. You have to have a conversation with that team member. Say, hey, this didn't happen the right way. But when you are talking to your peers at a management level or talking up, you need to own it. Um, whether they know it or not, because I do believe that mindset, that attitude, there's an osmosis effect. And so the team absorbs that even if they don't see it. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to feedback, your original question about feedback, I think transparency is super key. Dennis, here are my expectations. Here's what I think we can do. Uh, or, hey, here's, here's the goal, Dennis. How do we get there? You tell me. And then, by the way, tell me if that goal is totally unreasonable, but tell me why it's unreasonable. Explain to me why. This is all a product of building your goals together with your team. And when you build them together, you get buy-in. Mm -hmm. The other key thing, I, I mean, I'm onboarding our new social media person. This is a constant conversation I have. Hey, are these realistic goals? Because we're ticking up. Yeah, I think they are. Okay, great. What support do you need? How can I support you? What can I do to help you? Because, and this is a cardinal sin with me, if you need it beforehand, and you ask for it, I'll either get it for you or say, hey, I can't get that for you. We can't make that happen. Let's adjust our goals. 
But if, if you find miss, out 24 hours before the due date, oh, I would have needed this thing. That's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem. Or if, or if it's 24 hours after the due date and you say, hey, I didn't have this, this, and this. I don't want to hear it. You didn't tell me about it ahead of time. I will do everything I can. I'll support you in every way leading up to it. But you need to actively tell me. You need to communicate with me. And we have check-ins and buy-ins. And so, you know, the feedback I think you give as a manager and a leader is not about, did you hit a goal? The feedback is not about, um, did you do this? Were you here at the counter or were you working these hours? Fundamentally, all feedback. I've never, I haven't thought this through because you, you just asked me this, but I do think fundamentally all feedback is about communication. Are well, we communicating? Are we in sync? Because you're not going to hit all your goals all the time. But did I know about it ahead of time? Did I right. do I did I know the reason ahead of time? Sometimes stuff happens. The unexpected can happen. You know, I get it. Sometimes you're in Hong Kong running an event and there's a typhoon. Literally. I remember. And your numbers are down. Okay. That can happen. But do in you general, think Go ahead. I was going to say do you think it's possible to give to give useful feedback that doesn't that is not actionable? Yes. I think so too. I think there's a temptation to think, okay, I've gotten this feedback. What's my to-do list, right? What are my action items coming away from this conversation that I can go and work on? And I often say that people are made up as, you know, rich tapestries of their experiences and their biases and their upbringing and their cultural background and everything. And feedback of, you know, especially when it comes to interpersonal issues or relationship issues within a company, that can just be additional context. Hey, you, you know, behaved in this way or you reacted to this thing in a way that I don't think is appropriate, or I think it could have been handled better or something like that. That just goes in the pot with everything else. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to go to a worksheet or you need to do these next five things. It just means Mm -hmm. keep this in the back of your head. And when presented with an opportunity down the line where it's relevant, be be prepared to pull it out. So I agree with what you said in your premise. One of the things that you just brought up is you you use the term you. Mm -hmm. When I'm giving feedback, I try to avoid that. You want to as I give you feedback on what you just said, you, one, uh, one would like to address the behavior. So it's not Dennis, you're consistently late to our meetings. Yes. Why are you doing that? It's, um, hey, Dennis, when you're late, and I know stuff happens, but when you're late, you push back our whole team meeting. Can you work on that? You know, can we can we address that? I did say you there, but. I understand though, but like it it's shifts more- it shifts the focus. And this is something I do in my personal life that, you know, Nikki, my wife and I will do all the time. If we have a disagreement or an argument or a problem, it is essential to not frame it as you versus me, but frame it as me and you versus the problem. Right. Yep. And as in a, in a managerial position as well, it's especially true because often more often than not, if someone who reports to you has had a failing in some way or has failed to reach a target or has done something that is, you know, inappropriate or inconducive to success, that is at least partially, most of the time, on you as a manager as well. Completely. And then maybe you could have foreseen it. Maybe you could have prepared them differently. Maybe you could have set a better example or whatever. And taking part of that, taking ownership of that portion of it, no matter how small it may be, I think is important. And, you know, that's not just lip service. Hey, Dennis, um, you know, when you're late to these me- when you're late to these meetings, we can't start on time. Can you, you know, what can we do there? Can I move mm-hmm. back an hour? Can I change the time of the meeting? Like, I want to help you here. I don't, it's not about bad Dennis. It's not, it's about. But it's not always going to be, there's not always going to be a, what can we do here? Right. There's going to, there, there has it. to be some that are take this away and carry it with you for as long as you deem relevant. 
and hopefully it you know mixes in with everything else that makes up your character and makes a change. But I think I think that's that's the long play, right? And you know, one of the things when I was filling out a, some bios, I, you know, I would put you know I have a passion for building teams and investing in the people around me, which is true. I do, and you know this because. I've had one, three, fives with different members of the team that you know about. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. three years, I don't want to be with the company. I'm like, well, hell, let me get the best three years I can. Right? And yeah. build you up for your next spot. Our, our director of marketing right now, she wants to own her own business. And she's like, you look, in a year from now, I want to be like 25% into this business. I want to be running these gigs. I'm like, great. How can I support you? What, can, what experience do you need? I have the greatest entrepreneur I've ever met personally, John Sasso, get you access to him. And in about six months, let's get you an assistant to help sponge up that 25% of your time that you want to spend focusing on other things. When you invest in the people on your team, then they'll give you feedback. Because the other thing about feedback that we haven't touched on, it can never be one way. Right. Don't ever expect as a leader, a manager, a partner, a husband, a wife, a friend, that you can run around giving feedback and not get it. Because the minute you do that, I don't care what you have to say anymore. 100%, Your ears I mean, aren't open. It is, but genuinely, it is, it is 100% a two-way street and it is cyclical. And it's, it's like I mentioned with, with setting an example, if you make it obvious that you think it's okay not to take feedback, you cannot expect the people you give feedback to to take you seriously about it because obviously it's not important to you, right? Exactly. And the other, but cut it the other way. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful when your team comes to you and gives you feedback. And then all of a sudden you're putting that into action. Watch what happens. Mm -hmm. Watch what happens to that team when they give you feedback and you act on it and you change things and you make things happen. And the next time you give them feedback, how genuine and to heart and how much less defensive they are. It's about well, building a safe space for communication. On that note, Masha, I hope you go into your day a little more open-hearted, a little more open to feedback, and you have a great morning. All uh, Always, and you have a great evening, Dennis.